Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, honky tonk. All right, there. Um, how are you doing? Um, get out my way. I'm going 70 miles per hour all the way to the chippy, battered sausage, pea fritter, and a small chips, please. Eric. You sound very, um, very pleased to be here with that. Do you know what, Andy? I've, I've, I've one thing. I'm, I'm really ill. And I know we were meant to do this podcast um, earlier, but I couldn't get off my settee. Right. So I'm on my city. I'm watching this new, um, I think it's Spanish police women prison drama called Framed. Ooh. What do you mean? Yeah. Because it's got women in it. It's women's prison. Yeah. So, just, do you fact we are women, but she giggles. Set me off a bit. Caged heat. <laughs> so they wear yellow uniforms. And anyway, there's a it's, um, usual prison stuff. I can recommend it if you like that sort of thing. You know, there's a queen bee. There's a corrupt guard, you know. Standard. Yeah, standard, but if you like that sort of thing, and I know you... Is this on during the day? Yeah, I'm having... I thought for my whole day today, I'd watch this prison, female prison drama. Right. But I get up, right, I had two crumpets, marmalade, a cup of coffee, and um, I've got my duvet over me because it's quite cold. And you've got a you've got a, a hat on as well, like a, a beanie hat. Oh, I, I, what's that? What's that? What's that written on it? I heart the supermoon. <laughs> yeah. Have you sewn that on yourself? No, you can buy them on the big day. Can you? Yeah. Why? You know, there's only two O's in supermoon, don't you? Yeah. You've got well, four there. Hold on a minute. Is it not on my hat? On the on the hat, it's four oh, shit, O's. Yeah. Supermoon. So I've, mine's wrong then. Yeah. You know, well, and then it's not. It's not a hat. It's, it's actually. A, it's. A, I know it's a bit bulky, but it's a beret. All right. <laughs> if you see us, so. I know it is a beret. It says stamped on it. Hey, listen. Guess what? Excuse me. Excuse what? me. What? I was in the middle of telling. I just wrapped the duvet around me to settle oh, into right, there me. Was more was there? Okay. To settle, and I suddenly came over with terrible sickness, and I had to run to the toilet. And I spewed up. Well, oh, thanks, Andy, for your say of uh, compassion. So I ran to the toilet and I spewed up, and I got re. You know, you get really sweaty. Yeah. So I couldn't get out. I could. You know, I was hot and I was cold. And then I thought about having to see your face on this. Yeah. And I thought I ain't going to keep it any these crumpets or anything down if I'm not careful. So hence, I'm apologise for being a bit late, but yeah. I'm well into this frame now. So I've got that to go to as soon as we've finished. And the second thing was, was I heard a rumour you've been offering pork pies to your mates, Andy. Free pork pies. I did, yeah. I did when I was at um, Talk Sport the other week. I uh, I had a, a four-pack of mini pork pies. Yeah. But, well, I didn't really offer them, to be honest. I just left them on the desk. Yeah. 
and then a couple of the couple of the people there took them without permission. Well, as you are. But the but the joke was on me because they'd been there for three hours, and they were at room temperature mm-hmm. and uh, uh, room temperature pork pie is you know it's an opinion divider. Well, uh, uh, would you like my opinion? Let's have it. I would say th- I think with a really quality pork pie, a bit of like gentle warmth is quite nice. But if you, think? if you had if you if you if you add warmth to a value pie, and I presume yours were value pies, were they, Andy? They were, they were from Waitrose, actually. Oh, oh, fair enough. Well, then they might have been all right. But um, yeah, if you get if you get like um, if you get one from the services, or if you get a, a, a value pork pie, you gotta have it as cold as possible to disguise disguise the taste of urine, basically, because <laughs> that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> but do you what you think that the sort of slightly Warm jelly, yeah, around around the, the under the crust is acceptable. Oh, perfectly. So if it's a quality pie, anyway. Look, Andy, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, guess who didn't do a Chadwick last night? Um, I did. So I'm going to guess you. I didn't. You didn't do one. Didn't do one. Powered on through. So what happened in the morning? I've nothing. I've kept going. What you see? So I'm, hold, I'm holding it in. Are you got have you set a time or I'm I'm doing a Chadwick tonight. I'm doing nothing till tonight. Wow. And then you're gonna weigh and if, it and then I'm gonna look foolish because you're gonna come in over thirty millimetres or something, millilitres. Probably probably about four or five pounds, I think. You, I, I, it's easier to visualise in pints. I think you might get to your second pint. <laughs> you might do. Well, I'll 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 distribute it into a pint pot. Anyway, this is a waste of everyone's time, Andy. Uh, choose a name if you want to. Do you want to choose a name? Right. Well, what about Egyptian Ken? He's timid, uptight stock controller, but at night he listens to Egyptian music. Oh, oh he's vaguely interested. See by first. Tufty, just simple Tufty. I know it's, it's just daft, innocent, fluffy fun. No, yeah. no, he didn't like that. What about this, Mister Late Nights? Yeah, Whoa. he does donuts in the car park. Throws his KFC yeah. bones out of his car window. Yeah. Throws stones at lampposts. That sort of thing. You can give a shit. So mm. what do you reckon? You want? Can I be? Um, oh, you can be Ronnie Hot Dogs. Can I? Uh, can I be the Northern Powerhouse? All right, the Northern Powerhouse. Uh, welcome to Atletico, Mince. Nice to see you again. How are you? All right. He didn't even offer the Northern Powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, what? Hey, did you know? Um, two little bits. Of, I've got a lot to do today, Andy, and I'm not. I want to get back to framed, but right. the, so it's my fault. But this week, a bit of an accolade from my hometown because I was voted <laughs> um, the best looking bloke, right? <laughs> yeah, the best looking bloke yeah. ever to ever to walk over the transporter bridge. So that's nice. I got a little certificate. And secondly, did you know, and this is true, that you know our goalkeeper, Victor Valdez? Um, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, well, vaguely. He's the most decorated footballer currently playing football, thank you. World Cup, Europe, anyway, whatever. He's called Victor Valdez, yeah? He's got a yeah. dating agency called Hola. So pe- right. people, I'm not doing an advert for him, but you might um, want to check it out because I reckon it's like a specialist app that specialises specialises in keepers, you know, the, the type of ladder lass that you see and you think, oh, she's a keeper. Oh, right, I see what you've done there, yeah. No, I'm not, Andy, no, let me re- reinforce this. You can look it up. I'm not doing a joke. I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> so Victor Valdez has got this dating agency, H-O-L-A. Um, have a look at it, check it out. See if you can find yourself a keeper. 
I'm tempted to have a look online right now. Do it. I prom- and validate this, but I don't want to because I don't believe you. Well, I tell you, I tell you what, Andy, do it. Whatever. Well, people at home can do it. You can. T- I t- I, honestly, Andy, I'm honest. I tell you when I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth about the gangs of the EPL, which is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there we go then. Um, <laughs> have you um Have you been watching I'm a Celebrity? Yeah. Since it started. Yeah. Have you got any tips? Who do you think's going to win it? Well, they're all a nice bunch, aren't they? I think the whole, the whole nation's so saying, far. oh, what a nice bunch. But when they're saying yeah. it, they're thinking, so this is going to be a shit series. Well, it'll all go wrong, won't it? Because they'll be at each other's throats by the way. They don't seem the type, though, are they? Oh, I think they will, though. It'll just hit one little thing. Okay, well, who's your prediction? Who's, who's going to be the first? Well, I think Scarlett's going to Put it either way. You could have the first one who's going to lose their rag or the first one or the one who's going to cause the problem. Um, I think Holmes under the hammer fella is going to cause a lot of problems. Martin, yeah, gorgeous Martin. Yeah, I, I just think he's got, he's got a dark side to him. Yeah, well, he's always looks a bit of a state on Holmes and the Hammer, doesn't he? He always looks like he's been he's been out on the um pop plop. You reckon he'll hammer the drink with an evening? Well, he might. No, I'm thinking he might get a little bit randy because he hasn't got his drink. I think Larry Lamb. My prediction is that Larry Lamb will cause the problems. Right. Do you know what okay. I mean? Okay. How many, how many years is it since you were on? I haven't been on it. I'm a celebrity. I haven't been on it. I have, Honestly? No, I haven't been on it. I don't know why you're you sure? saying that. You're making some point. What? Are you sure? Yeah, I haven't been on it. That's weird. How come, how come I always associate you with eating anuses outdoors then? <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. That'll be, that, that'll be it. Okay, so after you, the, uh, I'm going back in time here. So Steve's just left his interview for, interview for the job at uh, Derby, which he got, yeah? So he's, co- yeah. he's cocking a hoop. He's got his new job, and he insisted that the chairman, do you remember, advanced him 200 grand? Yeah. Which he could use to get his snake Casper back by paying the ransom to the fat lass, okay? So that's where we are. Right. So he gets outside the iPro, and Sean Dyche, who was interviewed before him, if you remember, is waiting for a lift back into town. To yeah. get his bus back to Burnley, Sean's <laughs> wearing all that uh, scar gear, you know, purple suit, black and white check tie, white loafers, leather trilby. Do you know that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Do you know that stuff? I am familiar. Do you with know that, that stuff? That's yes, thing. Bob. Do you know that stuff? Yes. <laughs> you might have a catchphrase. Do you know that stuff? <laughs> what? Do you know that stuff? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so um, he's waiting for a lift. Steve says. Um, sees him he says oh have you been eating a calippo or a pumpkin soup or something you've got orange all around your mouth and he said no no you awful slag it's me disc beard it's me disc beard my disc beard hey he says as a squirrel just burrowed in your head because the tip of its tail is still sticking out no, don't be a Rodney Plonker. That's my hair island. My hair island. Then they'll both kind of laugh, Andy. So you do you do Sean's laugh. One. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sean says, Hey, could I have a lift to the bus station, Steve? No problem, no, Senor Dice, says Steve. He does that sort of comedy, you know. 
and so he's one of them that says me thinks me thinks and a pint of your oldest finest ales stout yeoman and all, all that, that shit, shit yeah. yeah so no problemo senior daishi says steve and so they're both getting this clown car drives driving along honk 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 on the clown car honk honking horn get out of me way you dipsticks we've got the burnley shuttle to catch because they're going to get the bus to uh, burnley they start chatting away Steve, uh, Sean, hey Steve, you see Neil Warnock's eyebrows? It's like he asked for a crack wax, and the lady thought his face was his ass. Do the laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good fun. You do that all the time for us. Okay. So Steve says, good one. Have you noticed that Mark Hughes hasn't got any lips? Looks like he asked for an anal bleaching, and the lady thought his face was his ass. <laughs> you were a bit slow then, weren't you? you meant to come in with the laugh. Mint. So, sure, good one. Quite similar to mine, but not bad. You know why he's called Sparky, don't you? Because whenever he plugs something in, sparks fly out of his ass and spell the words Egyptian cotton. <laughs> Good one, El Maestro. You see, you seen David Moyes' bulging eyes, yeah? It's like he just popped a blackhead and his ball sack. Oh, I've, I've, I've messed that one up. He says, think, Steve, I've messed that up. He says, so try again. I'll try again. <laughs> I've just fucked up. You see David Miles' bulging eyes? It's like he just popped a blackhead on his ball sack and his face got stuck. Ha 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 so anyway, he drops Sean off at the bus station and explains he's off to meet the fat lass. She texted him, right, Andy, saying, meet me at the Maison Valley's d'Aujourd'hui, right, yeah. uh, which is a really posh restaurant. It actually, it actually um, translates to uh, the house of yesterday's briefcase. <laughs> well, it's, I know it's made you laugh because you think, oh, poncy people, but that's a classy sounding place. I'm laughing at quite a lot of this, but it's all real, isn't it? And it's not that funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the house of yesterday's briefcase. That's a right fancy drum. Here, you'll need a tie. And Sean gives him his black and white check tie to wear. You see, Andy, which is nice of him, yeah. isn't it? Because he had the look. Um, so Steve's right, arrives outside the maze on Valise d'Aujourd'hui. What does that in, in translate as, Andy? God, uh, the house of the briefcase. House of yesterday's brief. Your forgotten briefcase. Yesterday's briefcase. Yesterday's briefcase. Nope. Sorry, Bob. He can see that one of the windows in the restaurant's all steamed up, so he knows the fat lass must be sat in there near the window. Um, then, like the image of Sam Allardyce pumping a waiter on a on the kitchen table with her legs banging against the baking trays and her biscuit tins, just like makes him shudder, you know. But he pulls himself together and he goes inside. And the maitre d' greets him, says, uh, Hello, sir, welcome to the house of yesterday's briefcase. Can I just say the mouse on your head's an absolutely adorable thing? No, that's not the mouse on me. It's my hair island. My hair island. 
So he sits down. I like quite like that waiter character, Andy. He, he reminds me of the one of first date. Oh yeah, the, the French, French fella. fella. Yeah, you like him, man, don't you? Oh yeah. So Carry on. Sits bro. down at the table with the big lass. She's got. She's obviously ready to go on a trip. She's got suitcases, ski bag. She's off to Austria skiing, something like that. You know what I mean? Hello, love. You off skiing then? Ah, oh, fuck off, you watery twat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm in a rush, so I've ordered the four-bird roast with a side plate of pork chops for me and a bowl of custard for you off the kids' menu. Is that okay? <laughs> yes, of course, love. Of course, yes, love. Listen, of course, love. Listen, love, how's Casper? I miss him so much. You'll find out when you pay me me £200,000. <laughs> yes, I know, love. I, I know, love. The money should be in my account by the end of the meal. Just tell me how he is and where he is. Do you know, really, like he needs to be warm? I'm telling you nothing till I get my money. Keep checking your phone and eat your custard. So Steve starts to eat his custard. Right, Andy. And then he sees the queerest of things. Say that like oh. you were Stephen Fry or something. Say the queerest of things. Oh, he sees the queerest of things. Right, so fade into the sentence. So Steve starts to eat his custard and then he sees... The queerest of things! <laughs> the ski bag, right, behind the fat lass seems to be pulsing and moving slightly. <gasps> oh! And, like, there's something inside... And it pushes its head through the flap at the top. Something you can see it emerging. C- could it be Andy? Could it be Casper? <gasps> is it? Yes, it is Casper. And he manages to poke himself about a foot out of the bag and his throat begins to swell up, right? <laughs> well, you know what that means, don't you, Andy? It's got a spew. It's got a spew. Um, well, Steve just wants to rush up and hug him, but he knows that that is too dangerous, right? With the fat lass there, she kicked his fucking face in. So he throws, he throws Casper a look to tell him, "Don't, don't you dare, don't do it, Casper." It's just a look, Andy, but that's why it says, yeah. "No, yeah. don't do it, Casper." And the swelling starts to go down, but he can hardly contain his excitement. But how to get Casper, Andy, without getting kicked in by the fat lass? <laughs> what he needs to do, I think you'd agree, is he needs to one, he could create a distraction. Or two, yeah. he could disable her, couldn't he? Would you agree with that summation? Either one of them would look, yeah. wouldn't it? Then he remembers Andy. He's not stupid. He isn't. <laughs> one thing about Stevie Mac, the Mac, Cheese and Mac, Cheesy Mac, Stevie Mac, one <laughs> thing about him is he's not stupid. He remembers. Do you remember the time that Casper danced on the black and white tiles on the kitchen floor? And the, <gasps> yeah. yellow, the yellow shirt of Casper was dancing along. And it made and fat lass have trigger the fit, didn't it? Yeah. What's he got round his neck, Andy? The tie. He's got the black and white tie. So Shit. thinking quickly, he let some of the custard, the yellow custard, drip onto his tie, and a little bit more, until the fat lass notices. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> and he says, "Well, can you clean it off for me, love?" So she like yanks him over by his tie over the table, and she starts rubbing at the yellow stain. Right, rubbing and rubbing. And as she does so, her eyes start to bog up and she begins to sweat, sweat, you know, God, fuck it, sm- smells like when you've just opened a tin of corned beef, do you know what I mean? <laughs> nice. So Steve winks at Casper, Casper winks, wink, winks back at him. The fit has now kicked in, right? She starts shaking, dribbling at her mouth and her legs start banging on the table legs, right? Steve jumps up, grabs the ski bag 
runs out to his clown car. He's bursting with happiness, right? He's got a new job at Derby. Casper's back in his arms, and he can still hear the faint banging of the fat lass's legs. <laughs> Fitting, you know, against the table and the maze yeah. and the maze on the house of yesterday's briefcase. <sighs> and I, I, I hope that, that that name somehow is like, I don't know, I'm not serendipity is the wrong word, but I hope that's a new start for Casper and Stephen. That's like yesterday's briefcase, you know, yesterday's business. Do you know what I mean? Right. I see. Yeah, that's quite tenuous, but yeah. But do you know what I mean? So yeah, that, yeah. That brief. Is that the end of it? And that's for now. So for now, and I'll have to go. I'll have to jump forward next time to the, to Derby. But that just fills you in with how we managed to get Casper back. But it's brilliant. Yeah, was in it. It's fantastic. He's reunited with his snake, and she's a thrashing mess on the floor of a French restaurant. Yeah, well, it serves her right, Andy. She's really, Steve, she's really nasty to Steve. I think she's a fucker. Thank you very much. I you didn't know, want to say that. Let, let's let's not beat around the bush here. She's an absolute fucker. Talking of fuckers, Andy. Shit, and talking of fuckers. Did you see the Sainsbury's advert? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've, I've deliberately avoided it. Oh, man, it's three minutes 40 long. No, really? Oh, Jesus. And you, you know singing the song in it, don't you? But it's cording, isn't it? Yeah. It's cording. No. I've, I've, I've got me, me fuse box. I've got it wired up and I've got a cable and a button. Yeah. And now, as soon I've, I've seen the first couple of seconds. As soon as it comes on, I'll see the first couple of seconds. I just press this button and it just trips all the electricity in the house. Right. So the whole power just shuts down when it comes on, just so I don't actually see it, yeah. you know, by accident. But, um, that, I wish I had something like that because I'm still a bit tainted. What do you do at Xmas, by the way, Andy? Do you get frozen turkey, Xmas? a fresh turkey, turkey slices, just a big chicken, what? Just a frozen turkey crown. I'll just have that. <laughs> frozen turkey crown? What? Just have that sat by myself, usually. What, you just have it on your lap? The whole crown why, on why, your lap. Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you discussing stuff that we said we were going to save for the Christmas special? I, you've never talked. Never mentioned anything about the Christmas special to me. Listen, I've got some questions for you. Thank I you. I want to ask you about your celebrity lifestyle. Yeah. Um, would you say that you're in better or worse physical condition than Gordon Strachan? Um, I'd say I'm. I'd say I'm in worse condition than Gordon. He's a little worse. terrier, a little wiry terrier, and he's so worse, thank you. He is, but he's starting to show his age a bit now. I mean, you're both small, you both look a bit sickly. Yeah. And, you know, if 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 you were a stranger and I saw you in the street, I'd probably go up and ask you if you needed any help. It wouldn't take much for Gordon to look like a lass, would it? If we like, had, if we both had, um, if he had longer hair and like a bobble out. Yeah, on. it wouldn't even need to be that much longer. You could just have it a bit longer and go... Get it done into a bit of a bouffant yeah. and put a bit of lippy on them. Yeah, and it would be like per- Mr. and Mrs. Mortimer, wouldn't it? On- Perfectly acceptable woman. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's fitter. I think uh, he, do, he is looking a bit old, but I think he's fitting me, Andy. All right, fair enough. Quite self-deprecating there. Have you ever? <clears throat> have you ever touched Nick Knowles, Bob? Nick Knowles. Which one's Nick Knowles? Is he the what? DIY um, emergency man? Yeah, no. DIY SOS Lothario. No, I've never touched him. No. If you could touch him, where would you touch him? Um, well. If I imagine him a nice white shirt, probably Armani. Did I tell you I've got an Armani white shirt? No, you didn't. I got it from it the ha- I got it from the Art Foundation. That's, that's not really the issue. Anyway, so uh, you'd be in a quite a tight white Armani shirt and a, and a nice bottom hugging pair of Pepe jeans, yeah. And I'd, I'd give him a tap on his butt. Right. Um, 
Yeah, when I said where would you touch him, I meant geographically rather than physically. All right. Peterborough. All right, okay, thanks. Third question. Um, We all know that you're utterly useless at do-it-yourself. Yes. Um, Which celebrity would you ring up and ask to come round and change the ink cartridge on your printer? Um... Oh, oh, God. <clears throat> well, that's not. Don't say Nick Knowles, because that's just. Well, that's a very obvious. dull question. All you're just saying, they're a celebrity. Uh, I mean, what with specific ink cartridge skills well, or something? Ideally, yes. Yeah, not just going to be any celebrity, is it? Um, you know, Mary Berry couldn't do it. Well, Davina McCall lives quite near, so I'd ask her. She's probably got nice. Do you need long fingers to change ink jets? I've never done it. I don't know, did she ever mention her IT skills before when you've spoken to her? No, to be honest with you. Um, you made me doubt my choice now, but I'll stick with it, Davina McCall. I mean... Right or? I tell you what, okay. with Davina, she'll, she'll say, I'll come round, but I'll bring me mate Francis, who's a, who's a, right. who's a genius at it. So, yeah, right. I get on to Davina. Right, so you use her as a proxy yeah. sort of thing. I'll be uh, well up for that. Yeah. Like. I just thought maybe if you got it in time for Christmas, you could uh, you could cover it with some fo- wrapped foil round it. it. It could do as a Christmas tree for you, couldn't it? <laughs> Very good. Well, yeah, yeah. well you, you know, I, I understand your pride makes you laugh, but you're tempted, aren't you? What you were serious there? Weren't what, you? What's the best present you ever got? Do you do you do you have an instant answer? Oh, I loved this. You know, when I got this present, I'll never forget it. Uh, yellow bike. A nice yellow bike. I've got a, ye- a yellow bike like a, with with little flashes of red on it. Wow, that sounds fast, Andy. It was. It was the fastest bike ev- ever in the world. Your little fat legs pedalling like a good one, all, you, yeah. all the way down down to the news agents to get some little pink shrimps. And I didn't even need to pedal that fast because it was such a good bike. Did it have gears and everything? Me yellow bike, not nah, no gears. Just well, one gear, top gear. Top gear, yeah. Yeah, it's all you full ne- speed. It's all you need with your heavy legs, Andy. You do anything you want. You go anywhere you I want. Might, I might, I might, do a song about it for next week. Actually, about your heavy legs pedalling that. No, bike. I'm a yellow bike. But I, I think probably 
your mum and dad quite rightly thought, look, look, oh, they're Geordies, aren't they, I presume. He would better get Warandi. We'd better get Warandi, a nice bright yellow bike lake, because then it'll take attention away from his fat legs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, mm. And I'm a parent, Andy, as you are. I know that's how parents will think. Oh, I hate seeing him outside with all the kids gathered round him laughing at his fat legs. You know what I mean? Mm, Is this, yeah. You know, they're going to be unsure with his little tracksuit shorts we bought from JD Sports. Anyways, up. My, um, a scale electric was always the big present when I was young. If, if you knew someone had got a scale electric. Was, mm. No? Yeah, well, you obviously don't want to talk to me about this. What do you want to do then? Can you think of a number between 3 and 42? Yes. Do I tell you it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought of it, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you it. Yeah, I'll go 28. 28, right, so it's 2016 now, you go back 28 years, that'll be 19, <clears throat> 1988, okay, and a number between 1 and 12, please? Uh, 3. 3, alright, so that's the third month of the year, that'll be March 1988, um, a number between 1 and 30. Jesus Christ, um, get on with it. 29. 29th of March 1988. Right. Were you mostly a total bellend or a massive fucking intolerable shit out? <laughs> Andy, at that time, I remember it well, I was an intolerable shit. I was a massive one. Good, uh, th- thank you. Thank you for taking me back to those times. Are you wanting I'm- me talking Christmas or something? What? Are you, I'm going to ask you about Christmas with the new adverts on and that. I feel a bit Christmassy. It's not, it's the, it's the fucking middle of November. What are you talking about Christmas for? Behave. Oh, fucking hell, all right. Listen, do you remember you got me to do a sitcom with Vince Parsnips? Yeah. The um the stand-up comedian. Yeah. The observational comedian. Well, I've done that. All right. If you'd like to hear a bit of it. All right, I'd love to hear a bit of it, <clears> with yeah. His wife, with his wife, Marion. Okay. And they just sat in their sitting All right, Andy, Andy, I'm going to keep remain completely quiet, right, Andy? But can I just do a theme tune for it first? So Please are you do, ready yes. to go? Hey! Hey, Marion, what's for tea? Oh, it's not that garlic bread again. Someone's already done a nostalgic routine about that back in the 1990s. It's fucked you up. Vince, Vince, listen. We've had some more of the letters. Two more. One from Empower, one from the catalogue. If we don't pee up in two weeks, Empower say they'll come in and fit a prepaid meter. <laughs> hey, listen now. Hey, do you remember power cuts, Marion? Back in the 1970s, they were a laugh, weren't they? Sitting round in candlelight playing board games or I Spy. Or if you were lucky, you could have a cheeky kiss and a cuddle to keep warm. Sorry, I went a bit blue there, Marion, sorry. Vince, Vince, this is serious. The letter from the catalogue says we've got seven days to bring the payments up to date or they'll send the bailiffs in. I'm scared, Vince. What are we going to do? I'll get some work soon, don't worry. I've heard they're bringing back wheel tappers and shunters. Or I could get some work as a warm-up on Bullseye. Oh, Bullseye finished in 1995, Vince. Do you remember catalogues? Marion, do you remember catalogues? When you were a kid, you'd sit on the floor behind the city with a catalogue. And, and fellas, you know what I'm talking about. That's right, you'd look at the toy section. <laughs> see, you see, what I did there, Marion, was make the audience think I was referring to masturbation. But then I made it about toys. Clean, but with a hint of blue. Perfect for the bullseye crowd. I don't think it worked, Vince. It was quite weak. Oh, oh. Anyway, what's for tea, love? If 
Fancy an Indian? Listen, listen, hey, you're not even allowed to call them Indians anymore. You've got to say Indian takeaway. Oh, Brexit! <laughs> we can't afford an Indian, Vince. There's just a small tin of Heinz spaghetti and two slices of white with mouldy crusts. That's all we've got in. Mmm, slices of white. Brexit! Do your music again now. Would you uh, would you like to say shit at this point, Bob? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying <laughs> anything. I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait to hear what happens next week. Um the use of the M word offended me, but that's my sensibilities, Andy. Do you know what I mean? Sorry about that. Uh, well he, he does he does go a bit blue now and again. He does go below the waist. It, I'm sorry. It's just for me it's just such an an, an awkward word, you know. Um yeah. but there you go. That's the character. I can't help what the character is. I just <laughs> inhabit him. Okay. Gangs of the EPL Um, everything's moving very quickly at the moment, Andy. And, of course, the big story, the big question on everyone's lips is, why was Harry Kane sent home from the England camp? Yeah. Well, let yeah. me tell you right now, Andrew, yep. it had nothing to do with football or, or injuries, and it had everything to do with trouble between the Tottenham White Art gang and a certain Mr Theo Walcott, leader of the Arsenal Peaky Gooners gang. But the incident is so massive... I'm going to have to cover that in a go to, go to pull, go to Gangs of the Go to Pull special next week. Right. As I promised, this week I'm going to tell you about the big peace meeting, the big powwow that took place two weeks ago between the two rival Spurs gangs, the Sherwoods and the White Hearts. All right? Yeah. Okay, right. So the venue was the garages, the garage at Harry's mum's house. When I say garages, Andy, I mean they're massive, right? It's like. We've got four white garage doors, and then you could probably fit six cars. I don't know, six, seven cars in it. Do you Jesus. know? Do you know the type of place? I've seen them yeah. on, on the films. Yeah, got got. Um, at one end, it's got a little lounge sort of area with sofas, PlayStation, sound system, fridge. You've got a terrible tennis table. It's where Harry used to do his courting when he was a teenager. You know, or hide out if he was in a sulk or something. Do you know what I mean? Lucky lad. So Eric Dyer, Debbie Ali get there first. They all arranged their jet black cars like in a fan shape outside the garages, you know, to impress cool. to impress the Sherwoods, Toby and the vans. Like a fan shape. Harry's got a black Range Rover, Eric a black Maserati Quattroporte, yeah? And Debbie's yeah. got a Fiat 500, yeah? yeah? They've all got uh, white heart motifs on the bonnets, you know what I mean? So they gather round Harry, yeah? And so Harry says that. Yeah, first off... Would either of you like a drink? I've got Capri Sun, I've got Red Bull, I've got Monster, Fizzy Lemonade, or my mum can get us a pot of tea. And they <laughs> both say they were just really like tea, thank you. Right, that's the drink sorted, and I'm very pleased about that. <laughs> yes, says Debbie. That is a weight off our shoulders. Things are going very well indeed, says Eric. <laughs> okay, says Harry, right. Next up, what about snacks? I've got Dairy Lee Dippers, What's It, Fridge Raiders, 
butterscotch waffles or would you just like me to ask me mum to bring over a nice selection of biscuits to go with the tea? Eric and Debbie quickly agree on just having the biscuits, right? So Harry phones his mum to bring over the tea and the biscuits. And Debbie says, ask your mum to bring some serviettes. I don't want to get crumbs on this nice floor. Yeah, Eric butts in. Yeah, ask if she can bring some handy andies as well. I've got a bit of a bloody nose. So um, he does that and then he addresses them. He gets like formal, puts crosses his arms and he says, right. Things have got very much out of hand with the Peaky Gooners and it's all become very distressing. Theo was shouting at us directly in our faces during the match on Saturday, which was very upsetting. And after the match, somebody, probably Santi Cazola, left a tod on the bonnet of Debbie's Fiat 500. They've been spreading rumours that Eric has a miniature Johnson and last week they came to my mum's house and shouted rude things about my chin into the intercom system, which is not what it's to be used for. That's very hurtful, says Debbie. What did they actually say, Harry? Oh, it was terrible. They said, is Chinny Kane there? Because the boot of our car is stuck and we need to use his chin to prise it open. And then they drove off before my dad could catch them and give them a good dressing down. Oh, that's hurtful, says Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like he's going to cry, you know. Don't cry, Debbie. We've got to toughen up. We really must toughen up or the peakies are just going to walk all over us. Now, I think what we are all agreed is that we need to join forces with the Sherwoods. I know Vans and Toby are foreign but they are that little bit older than us and probably better fighters. And then Debbie butts in. In training the other day, Toby kicked a ball so high that it took ages to come back down. And Eric says, Yes, I saw that, Debbie. It went so high, it was a long time before it bounced back on the pitch. And oh, yeah. So, I think we agreed we need to join forces and incorporate their skill set into an elite unit like you would get on an exciting film. But I'm not willing to change our name or club uniform. What say you, Eric and Debbie? And they say, ah, yeah, that's the, you know, like, yet we're not changing the name. Well, just at that moment, there's a screech of brakes outside the garage. It's Toby and Vans. Shit. Got the music up loud, really loud. I'm a dears, I'm a dears, rock me, I'm a dears, I'm a dears, I'm a dears, rock me, I'm a dears. And they just stand in the doorway, right, in their green tracksuits, just staring and singing, I'm a dears, I'm a dears, rock me, I'm a dears. So Harry, not a big beat, he uses his remote, turns his sound system on, and they start singing, Let me entertain you, let me entertain you. So it's a, like a cultural sort of standoff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Harry's mum yeah. appears, just says, turn that music down. Sorry, mum. Sorry, Mrs. Kane. And the mum leaves. It's all quiet again. So Vans takes a step forward and speaks up. Before we go any further, I need to inform you that if we are to join forces, the name of the gang must be the Sherwoods, and the uniform must be green tracksuits and Robin Hood hats. This is non-negotiable. Harry says, 
No, it's not happening, bro. It will be the White Hearts. Toby says, listen, you fool. We're older than you, so we say what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie says, but Harry, if we change our name again, that means new business cards, new key ring, new decals for our cards, new necklaces and, necklaces, and that is really very inconvenient. Ditto for us, says Toby. <laughs> and we also have club tankards. And they would have to be re-enamelled, and that would take up to two weeks. They have to be sent off to Innsbruck. Then Harry has the right <laughs> idea. Let me run this past you, see what you think, Vans. What say me and you have a game of table tennis to decide on this difficult issue? Toby and Vans, right, they put their hands in each other's trouser pockets for a bit and whisper. Then Vans turns to Harry and says, Game on. So that's what it's going to be deciding it. Andy is a, a game of table tennis. Well, it's best of five sets, and it's 2019 to Harry, yeah? Right. Match point, okay? It's match yeah. point. Is it going to be the White Hearts or is it going to be the Sherwoods? So it's a long rally without either of them giving an inch. Then suddenly, Harry's feet give way on some biscuit crumbs that Debbie spilt, right? He falls on his arm, and the bat flies out of his hand. Right, Debbie's right. eyes start filling with tears and Eric falls to his knees thinking this is it and then Vans pulls back his forearm ready to smash the winning shot yeah, yeah. suddenly Harry leaps up from the floor off the floor like a salmon leaps up and using his chin as a bat he fires <coughs> a winning shot past the despairing Vertonghen and Harry's chins won the day and the Spurs gang will from now on forever be the White Hearts. You Hang on. What? He can't use his chin as a bat. You can use the chin as a bat in this match. You can't. Well, li- listen on. You win, Harry. Now let's get down to business. Theo Walcott and his peaky gooners must be brought to their knees. Okay, so obviously I'm just saying Vertonghen accepted the outcome. <clears throat> well... I know what you mean. He's a bloody idiot, then. Well, with a chin that shape, let's put it this way. Well, I'll say that like um, the sun was very bright off the metallic insides of the uh, garage doors, Andy. Yeah, and right. for a moment, just in that one moment, um, Van's thought with the unique shape of Harry's chin that he was actually using his bat. Would right. you accept that? Well, if that's what you want to explain it as, yeah, fine. Well, it's your story, mate. It's long, wasn't it? Yeah, but you know, it was long. Yeah, and um, and you've you've basically just fucked it up at the end. But you know, oh, there you go. Well, um, have we done? Have we done? Shall, shall I cut it out? Uh, well, I'm doing my Scottish song. Well, that, if you're doing a Scottish song, that means that you haven't got time to explain the um, the annuity that the football league pay you every year. Oh shit! I've never told people about that, have I? No. Well. Um, for, the, for the what was it? It's about a penalty, isn't it? Something that could no, 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 no. Don't you start fishing for it, Andy? No, it's a move that you can make yeah. within the penalty area. Yeah, yeah. That um, can only lead to either a penalty to being awarded to the attacking team or to a goal. Um, right, and the football league pay you an annuity to keep quiet. Yes, about well, that, because really. football's finished. 
Yeah. Football's finished if I reveal it. So if you reveal it. it. But we haven't got time for that today, so we'll do your Scottish song instead. Yeah, unless there was something you wanted to do to finish, Andy. No, I've, I've had enough of this now. You, you sound a bit like you've had enough of it, to be honest yeah. with you. Is it a long one? Oh, let me have a look. Um, yeah, it is, it is it? a bit yeah. long, yeah. Mm. Do you want to knock it on the head? No, no, let's have it. Okay. That's, I get upset when I fucking this, come on the air. All right, this is... The, fucking hell. This... <sighs> thank you for that. Um, this is the tale of Murray Sterling. <laughs> His 18th birthday was fast approaching, and he knew he must escape the clutches of the island before that date or be forced to spend the rest of his adult life in the caves neath the island, digging for precious stones to adorn the laird's numerous ceremonial capes and his bongos. His dream was to start a new life on the mainland. Many times he imagined himself wearing the orange and blue tabard of the B&Q organisation, guiding customers towards the wallpaper paste or replacement fence panelling, laughing with colleagues in the staff room as they chatted to each other through short lengths of drainpipe. Sometimes he saw himself in Cafe Nero buying a guest bean cappuccino and requesting an extra shot from a waitress with plenty of tit. (laughs) (laughs) And for sure, he would submit the relevant forms to gain residence rights at Oak Furniture Land with that portly man and his dozy son and enjoy the cosy wooden lifestyle it offered. But for now, he needed a boat and that was an illegality on the island. The laird employed a giant of a man, known only as the boatman. He would search the island every day for evidence of boat building and smash what he found with his spiked iron ball and chain. The boatman's face was always covered with a hessian hood, but it was said that underneath he had the face of 13 chickens. The face of 13 chickens! The face of 13 chickens. But Murray had been clever. He had assembled his craft inside the old lighthouse, a place that no other, including the boatman, would trespass, for it was reputed to be the home of mainland Mary, a spectre similar to the Lamnia that would devour you with pure buttery love. Murray knew that such talk was bullwater, so he'd used the lighthouse as a safe haven to build his boat. The night arrived and Murray entered the lighthouse and began to untether his hand-built boat that he had fashioned from hardened turkey tods joined together with (laughs) sticky glue. Suddenly the room was filled with a golden light and his heart was instantly filled with joy. A figure appeared in front of him, more beautiful than the very centre of desire. She wore a blue and orange... She wore a blue and orange tabard and was seated in an oak dining chair. Beside her was an occasional table, again made of oak, and a bookshelf made from imported oak. She had, she had touched a spare and a bottom that stretched her full length. She slowly leaned forward to offer him a cappuccino, ready poured in a paper cup with a Wi-Fi code written upon it. Drink me, Murray, Murray, drink me. Drink me, Murray, Murray, drink me, she chanted. She was the mainland, and he wanted to reside within her. Then, boom, the door to the room burst open, and in strode the boatman. The vision of the lassie dissipated, and he was all alone and in fear. 
She gave you. Sorry, I changed my voice. She gave you a window into your life on the mainland, but that is all you will ever know of it. The boatman began to remove his Hessian mask, and what Murray saw killed him in an instant. The boatman had the face of sixteen owls. The face of sixteen owls. So, that's a um, a solitary tale about tres- yep. trespass and the <laughs> yeah another <laughs> another uh, tragic end to another Scottish song. Yeah. There you go. And, it's uh, a sad old place, but maybe one day someone will escape. So that's nice, Andy. I've got um, I've got the um, gangs of the EPL big story, the Harry Kane incident, and, yeah. and I've got uh, Robson, Jerome, Anton Deck to tell you about next time. Good, good. Um, to be honest, research has shown that the majority of our listeners think that I'm the funnier one, yeah, and that they actually want to hear more of my stuff. Well then, you, so well, I, perhaps I, I can accept that, Andy. But you got well. Do you want to? Do you want to do um, do some some more next week? <laughs> I think if you just maybe do nothing in the next one, okay, and I, I'll do all the stuff. It's a deal. We'll hey, see well, that, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes down. I won't do nothing. I'll talk about Christmas till you stop me, <laughs> and I'll do me EPL and me Robson Jerome. All right, we'll work it out. I suppose. Okay, I'll see. Okay, see you next week. Thanks. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.